want to start a series today. The title of it's going to be Vision, Purpose, and Faith. Because we're going to see a connection of the vision that God gives you. We're going to learn about that. But how that, that is tied to your purpose, God's plan for your life, and how it is tied to you walking and living by faith. A lot of this is not taught, and the Word of God is full of this. So turn in your Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. Habakkuk. What a name. They looked at that little baby boy and goes, man, we're going to name him Habakkuk. The baby goes, wow, are you serious, right? It says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Vision is a gift from God. Vision is a function of your spirit. We could say it this way, it's a function of your heart, of your spirit. In the same way that sight is a function of your eyes. There is natural seeing that you see with your eyes. But there's also spiritual seeing that you see with your spirit. This is very important. Vision the sight that you see with your heart influences the way you conduct your whole life. You can tell what a person is seeing. You can tell by the way they look, by the, if they're happy, if they're not, by what they're doing. It's like, why do people not honor God in their finances? Because they don't see. Oh, they could quote scriptures but you could quote scriptures and never see them. There's a lot of people, there's ministers that, man, they have doctors of ministry degrees and they got a lot of letters past their name that have seen very little in the word of God. It's it's all about seeing. Okay, we're going to see how important this is as we get into this. Vision will set you free from the limitation of what your eyes are perceiving. This is is tied with faith because we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Vision sets you free from the limitations of what the eyes can see and allows you to enter into the freedom of what your heart can see. I'm telling you, what the Lord is talking to me about 2022 for our church is that people are going to walk in in the freedom that they have been given in Christ in greater measure. What that tells me is they're going to see things. 
they're going to see very clearly some things. Vision makes the unseen visible. Okay? It makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. Satan will always try to get you into the how. How is your body going to be healed? How is this going to work out? Right? You come to the end of the year and you're like, man, I was believing God for this. And, and boy, it just wasn't there yet. And then there it is. Right? But if you get into the how too much, you'll start looking at everything with your natural eye instead of with the eyes of your heart. Right? God is the God of the how. How's God going to fix my family? How's God going to fix my marriage? How is God, here's a big one, how is God going to bring to pass everything that I have in my heart? See, people that walk by their natural sight too much, they start letting things go. And all of a sudden it's like, well, it's too late for me. No, it's not too late. It's always a but God moment, right? Vision will inspire and motivate you. So let's jump over to Proverbs 29 and let's really start getting into some things. Proverbs chapter 29 in verse 18. Proverbs 29:18. It says where there is no vision the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Now in the Old Testament, all they had was the law. But if we were to read this in the context of what we have today, we would say where there's no vision, the people perish. But happy is he, but, but I'm sorry, but he that keeps the word, happy is he. To keep the word of God, what does that mean? You're, you see it. You're doing it. But where there's no vision, the people perish. In the Amplified Translation, it says it this way. Where there is not vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Redemptive revelation. The, the Hebrew word for vision, it's a masculine noun that means revelation. It means divine communication. You've heard me say this before, how can you preach without a bottle? See, I, that needs to be added to Romans chapter 10. How can they preach except they be sent? How can they preach except they have a bottle, right? So think about, this, this is... You've heard me say this so many times. God's words are like containers. Okay? They contain his thoughts. So the water would be like God's thoughts. God's words contain his thoughts. You can read the Bible and never see anything. Because there's only one individual that can open the word of God. And that is the Holy Spirit. So what happens is, when I come to the word of God, 
and I reverence, honor, and respect it above everything else in my life. When I come to it, not to decide whether or not I'm going to do it, but I come to it, if the word says it, I'm all in with this. As I meditate in the word, now what will happen is the Holy Spirit will open it on the inside of me. The Bible says the entrance of his word, that word entrance in the Hebrew language in the book of Psalms, it means the opening of his word gives light. And then it says this, it gives understanding to the simple. Understanding, the ability to think right. So this is huge. So his words, think of it in that as we, as we talk about this. We call it, when, when the word is opened on the inside of it, we call that revelation knowledge. That's what this is talking about. Where there is no vision, where there is no revelation, now you can start to see why the church is so weak why the church many times is so self-centered, because nobody's seeing anything. That's why you always see it this way. An awakening will happen in the church that will usher, that will, the, the believers will wake up and it will revive them so they start seeing things. And that's when harvest starts coming. That's when revival will produce harvest. Where there is no vision, the people perish. This Hebrew word is really interesting. It means to let go. It means to let loose. It means to expose and to make naked. So a person's believing God. I'm believing God for my healing. They lay hold of it. I've got my healing. If they don't meditate in the word, keep it in their heart and keep it coming out of their mouth, they will perish. This is what perishing looks like. They let go of it. That's it. Well, I could tell you what I just, what I just told you guys, that's deep, but it's so simple. The New Living Translation says, when people do not accept divine guidance they run wild the message uh, paraphrase says it this way if people can't see what god is doing they stumble all over themselves literally you could read this verse this way where there is no revelation of the future the people throw off self-control personal discipline and restraint. Why do people feel it's okay to not go to church? They sit in their homes. Have, have you talked to people like that? You can tell they're spiritually depleted. They're getting very little. Because God says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Right? This, this is, so what's happening, why are they like that? Because they're seeing wrong they're not seeing correct things there's no revelation proverbs 29 18 without a revelation you could say from god's word which comes only by the holy spirit the people perish 
So here's another thing about vision. Vision determines your destiny. You've heard me say this before. For us as Christians, our future is not in front of us. Our future is within us. When you got born again, literally, God's plan for your life was already laid out. It was laid out way before you even hit the planet. And it's a good plan, and it's a plan to ignite every desire that he's placed in your heart to live a life of your dreams. It's already laid out. Then you become a Christian, and now... You're made brand new. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you, sheds his love abroad in your heart so that you no longer are self-centered, right? Now you can see some things, and then what will happen as you're born again, he gives you all things that pertain to life and all things that pertain to godliness, and you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. In other words, The moment you got born again, you got everything. There's nothing else that he could ever give you. And now God is saying, I want you to embrace my words. I want you to meditate in my word. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. Keep it ever in front of your eyes. Incline your ears to it. Because my word is life to those that find it. What happens is God will use his word to paint a picture. See, words paint pictures, don't they? Right? You know, I could say this, that I I was driving down the street. But then I could use some other words and go, I was driving in a convertible down uh, Highway 1 in California, right on the ocean. Now, you're not not hearing O-C-E-A-N. No, you're seeing, I'm driving down Highway 1, wind blowing, the ocean's over here, and while I was driving, the waves are crashing, and then I turned right down this street into this neighborhood, and I walked down these steps where there was some sand, and everything, and I came out, and all of a sudden I was walking on the sand, and there were waves. Do you see how the more words I tell, the more you can start, right? And it was like 84 degrees, and so I could feel the heat. Now you're really starting to feel it, right? In other words, the more you hear the words the deeper you're going and the clearer you're seeing. So Satan will speak to you when you're in a doctor's office and he's got his computer monitor showing you this disease that is in your body. This is what it looks like in a year from now if you don't do anything. This is what it will do in two years from now. And this is what you could expect. This will start happening in your body, and then this will start happening in your body. Be really careful with that. Now, is that truth? No. Is it true? Yeah. Is it a fact? Absolutely. But if you look at that, what will happen is you will go deeper into that vision, and fear will start to be what, what am I going to do? What's going to happen to my family? These things are very real. 
But I'm here to tell you that's why where we're at in the church right now is we are not in the word. Most Christians are not even looking to God as their answer. But that's all changing. See, God, what happens when you start to look, I sent my word and healed you. Psalm 10720. And all of a sudden, you start meditating in that word, and it opens up on the inside of you, and you start to see, oh my gosh, God sent Jesus, and he completely carried and bore this sickness that's attacking my body, and it has no legal right. And now I have been given authority in the name of Jesus that when I say go in Jesus' name, it has to leave. When I see that is when I could walk in the blessing of it. Does that make sense? So let's talk. We need to talk more about this. You've heard me say this before, that your life is not a divine experiment where God is going, well, I think I'm going to allow this see what they do with this one, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow this bad thing to happen to see what they're going to do with No, 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 that's not God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they might have Zoe life and have it more abundantly. The Bible is very clear. He wants you to know Satan is your enemy, but you have authority over him. He's been stripped, and now, because of what Jesus did, he he has no place to steal from you. And whatever he's stolen from you, he's got to bring back. Vision, in other words, is the key to fulfilling your life's purpose. It's the key. God has placed within each person a vision that is designed to give you your purpose and meaning in life. Your spirit man can see it. He'll give you spiritual eyes to see it. I get so excited when I see what God has planned for us here. I mean, it's amazing. That is so big within me that I don't see, I don't see, the outside is irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant because I trust him. Vision enables you to see beyond your eyes and live for the unseen. Why do people not put God first in their life? Because they're living for the seen. They're simply, this is the whole thing. They're just, they're just living their life based on what they see. Can we get down on anybody for that? No, that's, that is, all you got to do to do that is absolutely nothing. Right? And all of a sudden you'll start to think, well, I grew up in this environment. This, you know, these were my parents. This is, I, they never had anything I don't have anything, I don't have the education, I don't have this or that. I guess that's my lot in life. That's all they see. But God wants to come into an individual 
and say, listen, let me show you who you really are in me and the plan that I have for your life. And all things are possible if you'll simply believe me. He makes all things new. See, where there is no vision, there is no hope. And where there is no hope, there is no faith. This is, this is dangerous, right? God wants you to live knowing your future is bright. You know, we got all this stuff going on in the world today. Control, vaccine mandates, and this and that, and, all, and you know, all this stuff, division in our country, and all. And, and what we need to do as a church is say, no, 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 we're not, we're not having division in our city. We're, we're not having bondage of any kind. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Our God, he is healing our land. And he's my protector. He's my provider. So therefore, if God be for me, who could be against me? The answer to that is nobody can be against you. But you can't be bold if you don't see it. You have to see it. Where there is faith, there is substance and fulfillment, right? Hebrews 10.38 says what? The just shall live by faith. I'm here to tell you today, in your life, all things are possible. Don't look at your life and, and naturally and think, man, you know, I'm this age and this or that or whatever, because what will happen is you'll be like, man, I'm just too old to do anything, and then the young person will say, yeah, I'm just too young to do anything. Satan's got a lie for everybody. So let's look at another scripture. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We're just going to take our time because we have to go over this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. You guys doing okay? I believe direction will come and hope will come and Excitement will come into your life as we get into these truths. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Look at what it says. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, how are we to walk? We look not at what we can see. Interesting. But, in other words, but we do look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. This Greek word means it's subject to change. So here's the deal. If you look at a circumstance in your life and you can see it, praise God, it is subject to change. A doctor shows you, hey, this is this is what your disc should look like. This is what your disc looks like. It's bone on bone. Da 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 da. Great. Thank you. I can see that. It is subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. That Greek word means they are not subject to change. Jesus himself bore my sickness and carried my pain is not subject to change. 
right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all of my iniquities, who heals all of my diseases, is not subject to change. And that, that unseen truth will change every fact, but you're going to have to see it. You'll have to see it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, just right after he talks about this, it says this, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't look, and this word look in 2 Corinthians 4.18, it means we don't compare and consider the things which are seen. But what do we do? We compare and consider only what is not seen, the word of God. But in order to do that, the Holy Spirit's got to open that word to us. We have to see it. I'm telling you, where do you start, Pastor? Where do I start with this? Start meditating in the Word. So we're doing this thing. Now, I went on the church app, and it took me to a version thing, but here's the deal with reading through the New Testament in, the, in, in this year. We're going to read through the New Testament together as a church. And that's great. You should read your Bible. I read about 12 chapters a day in the Word of God. That's just reading right? But that's not studying. That's not meditating. But what, if you take it, the New Testament has 260 chapters. So starting tomorrow, read Matthew chapter one, read one chapter every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. By the end of this year, you will have read the whole New Testament. So we're doing that as a church would encourage you now, now this, is, this is a charismatic Christian. Yeah, but pastor, no, no, get over this, but pastor, I'm on a different plan. Do your different plan, but read through the Bible with your church family. Right? Or do this. Do your own plan, get over yourself, and then read the, through the Bible with your church family. And as you're reading, what will happen to you is a scripture will kind of jump out at you and go, Wow. That's really good. Write that down and start walking around with that all day. Quote it, declare it, confess it, and what will happen over time as you're meditating in it, because that's the Holy Spirit going, hey, pay attention right here. The Holy Spirit will open it and all of a sudden you will see it. That's how healing comes. Do you know you have to see healing on the inside before you ever see it on the outside? Right? Provision, same way. You have to see it on the inside. You can't fake this. Yeah, but you know, I've grown up and and people in my family say, oh my gosh, you're such a great, you're just so full of the word. Yeah, get over yourself. Start seeing some things. Because if you're focused on all that you think you know, it just shows that you really don't know much. Right? Can I talk to you guys like this? This is, God, God has such big things. 
Stop feeling like a mess. You are not a mess. You could say, but my life is a mess. No, it's not. Start looking on the inside and you'll see you are right in the right place at the right time. And your God will, he'll change everything in your life that you think's a mess. And it'll be the easiest thing you've ever done because he'll be doing it. Spiritual vision is a key to victory. You must see it on the inside. And this is connected to faith. To walk by faith, you must see. Right? Hearing and seeing is involved in faith. So now let's jump over, go to Psalm 89. Now here's the thing. As we talk about these things, just realize you're going to go, ooh, I get that. And then you're going to go, oh, wait, I think I've lost it. And then, oh, just don't worry about that. It's not your job to see. It's the Holy Spirit's job to provide that for you. You just stay willing. Psalm 89, verse 19. Guys, I wish you could see what I, I wish you could see what I'm sensing right now in the Spirit. Right now, I am sensing the excitement of God for your life. It's, it's like overwhelming me right now. I could barely talk. The plans that he has for you. The, how his heart is filled with a, he's firmly persuaded that you're going to walk in all of it. So if you're sitting there today going, oh, you know, I'm just feeling like, man, I, you know, I, I made some New Year's resolutions. I sure hope this works out this year. Forget all of that and just get your eyes on the Lord. Let him do it. And you'll walk through the year, adjust and repair, adjust and repair. You say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing. Just adjust and repair. Don't beat yourself up and live there for a year and a half. Don't let Satan build a vision of that in your life. Psalm 89, verse 19. It says, Then thou spakest in vision. That's interesting. In other words, then you spoke in vision. Hmm. To the Holy One, and said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. Realize this, you and I all speak out of vision. If you have a wrong vision that the enemy has planted, see, the enemy will throw thoughts constantly He'll use, he'll use circumstances, he'll use the media, he'll use your friends, he'll use those closest to you, he'll use everything he can to build a detrimental vision in you. Do you know there's people that literally believe, if I contract this virus, I will die. And then there's Christians that think that's funny. That's not funny. Right? That's serious. 
We need to be ultra sensitive with that. Man, if I got to put a mask on to talk to somebody, I'm going to put a mask on. Who cares? Right? This is about, this is about real things. Satan is a killer. And man, he'll, he'll build a vision of fear in an individual. You know, there's people that are afraid to drive. People that are afraid to fly. Right? Do you know there are people, born-again, spirit-filled Christians that are afraid to come to church because church is where you get this virus. And they'll go to malls and they'll go to concerts and... Right? But what, why? Well, okay, let me just bring it home. Have you ever done something really stupid? Right? Have you ever just really believed that you couldn't have what God said for a decade that he gave you? Absolutely. Why? Because there was a vision birthed in you by the enemy. Well, this is the way out of all of it. So if you're ministering to people, what do you do? Hey, let me tell you about everything I've read about this coronavirus. No, let me tell you everything that the word says. Right? I mean, it's ridiculous. We've got Christians running around just, just freaking people out that have been vaccinated and then other ones freaking people out that haven't been vaccinated. And all of it, the enemy's laughing because there's, no, there's none of this. Vision. You need to see that you are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. You have to see that no pestilence can come near my dwelling place for no pestilence to be able to come near your dwelling place. And if pestilence has come near your dwelling place, what do you do? Oh my gosh, I blew it. No, get over that. No, go back to the Word and start building it, and then all of a sudden you get out of your chair in your living room and go, no! Pestilence, you got to leave. I'm a child of God. I have authority over you in the name of Jesus. And you know that when you speak the name of Jesus, the enemy flees. When you see that, that'll happen. Can we say this stuff? Man. See, Old Testament prophets, when they heard the Lord speak to them, they saw something. When I speak, see, if I'm speaking and you cannot see it, then my speech has done no good. All of you are going, what? You can't see anything because I'm praying in tongues. Right? If somebody comes up to me in German, I remember, now this is bad. Oh gosh, I hate telling on myself. Okay, so I'm, in, I'm at Stephen Decatur High School in Illinois, right? And uh, our German teacher, you know, she was the ancient of days. She was real old. So, so in Illinois, you had to have four years of a foreign language. Otherwise, when you went to college, you had to take a test. 
And if, let's say you did four years of a foreign language and you tested and you were only at a first year level, guess what? You had to take three years of a foreign language in college. So I got straight A's in German because what we would do is she would bring out the test, the midterm and final, and go over it, talk about it, and then we'd watch where she put it away. And then somebody would go get it, and we'd meet after school and go, okay, you're going to get this one wrong, you're going to get this one wrong. So I had straight A's. Isn't that horrible? No character at all. So then I moved to California when I'm 17 years old. At the end of the first semester of high school, and I'm at Corona Del Mar High School, right, in Newport Beach, and I walk into the fourth year German class, and everybody greets me in German. And I'm like, there was no picture being built other than the fact that I just wanted to run, because I knew nothing do you know that teacher gave me an A? It was like there was like two weeks left in the semester, and she just gave me an A because I had an A before, and then, man, I didn't take German anymore because I'm like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't speak any German, right? When I speak, if you cannot see it, then my speech has done no good. In other words, if you can't picture what I'm trying to communicate then no communication has taken place. Have, okay, let me bring it home for the men. So your wife sits down with you and says, man, we need to talk. And, and she's explaining what she wants you to do. This has happened to me. And Jeanette knows this look on my face. Because if she wants me to do it, I want to do it. And sometimes she'll look at me after she talks and she's like, you have no idea what I just said to you. I'm like, nope, have no idea. But I really want to do it. Just can, you ex can we try again? Because it wasn't communicated. Why? Because I couldn't see it. So many people will, will read, oh man, if they're really going to put God first, they're like, okay, I got to read my Bible every day. And it's 1130 at night. You, you've just had this crazy day and you're laying on your bed. I just got to read the Bible. Go to sleep, because you're not going to see anything, right? See, one who handles words well is like an artist. Every word is like a, is like a brush. He's you're painting a picture. Jesus spoke in parables. So here it is. Let me kind of, I'm kind of closing now. God gave us his word to put his vision in us. He wants us to see the vision he has for us. If you meditate in God's words, you will begin to see his thoughts and you will get to know him. The more you meditate on God's word, the more you will see his thoughts. I remember when I went in Israel to the pools of Bethesda for the first time. Like right now, I'm there again. It makes me weep because I have meditated on that story so long. Listen, the guy who got healed, I'll know him in heaven. I'll be like, oh, you're the dude that got healed. 
because I've lived it. The woman with the issue of blood, I'll be like, I'll be walking down the street. Oh, hey, come here. I want to talk to you because I've lived that. The more you peer into the word, the more you will see the Holy Spirit. He will bring revelation. He brings vision. God's word will not affect you until you see it. Matthew chapter 13, verse 12. You know this, the parable of the, parable of the sower. And then he says this at the end. This is Matthew's account. For whosoever hath, and we know from the passage, hath ears to hear, to him shall be given. And he that shall have, and he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not, hath not what? Hath not ears to hear. From him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore, verse 13, therefore speak I to them in parables. What is a parable? It's literally a natural illustration. It's a natural story that illustrates a spiritual truth. Jesus used parables to help people see. Right? It says, therefore I speak to them in parables because they seeing, see not. Isn't that interesting? They seeing naturally, see not spiritually. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. This is real interesting. you got seeing, hearing, and understanding. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which saith, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and not perceive. They're not not seeing anything on the inside. Why? Verse 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross. What a ridiculous way to say that. Right? This Greek word wax means their heart is thickened. Their heart has been made dull. Their heart has been made callous. This, is, this Greek word is talking about a process of change that takes place over a period of time. Oh my gosh, have I seen that. People will sit under the word and they will not do it. And they reach a point where you could see them. It's like they're sitting in a seat and there's a Teflon coating around them and they're not seeing anything. And, and it starts affecting their life. Hearing, seeing, and understanding with the heart is what it's talking about. This people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted. That word converted means, and should be turned towards, and should be turned around, and should be turned back. Or they should hear and, then, and understand, and they should return. To be healed, you've got to see it in God's word. There is to be a continual revelation of God's word. You see a little, 
then you see more, then you see more, then you see more. Until you see it, you won't have it because you cannot possess more than what you can see. This is, this is so huge. God told Abram, Abram, come here. Get out of the tent. Look up at the stars. If you can count these stars, you'll be able to count your seed. What was God doing? He was building vision in Abraham. If you, when you're, Abraham, come here, you're walking on sand. If you could count the sand, you can walk. You, you'll be able to count your seed. God was leading Abram to get a vision. In other words, guys, faith and vision is inseparable. You cannot have faith without a vision. Okay? Your faith literally produces the blueprint of your vision. The woman with the issue of blood, right? Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through verse 34. Her faith produced the vision. For she continually said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. She continually said that. And her faith created and produced the blueprint. In other words, your faith works to produce the vision on the inside of you. Your faith will bring substance to it. So if there's no vision, there is nothing that, that your faith can bring substance to. In other words, you're not in faith. Well, you got to hear this. If you have no vision, there is no blueprint for your faith to produce. Right? Your faith works to produce your vision. The vision within you that comes as a result of revelation knowledge from the Word of God. That's where the vision comes from. You meditate on God's Word, right? And He will paint a picture on the inside of you. Of you being well, of you being successful, of you, right? Of you having a sound marriage and family. See, why are people, why do people not do anything in their church? Because they don't have a vision for how they, what they are to do in their church. Why do people never get anywhere in ministry? Because they don't have a vision. See, we've been beating ourselves up, but the reality of it is, let's stop beating ourselves up. Let's just get a vision. Because I'm telling you, when the vision is in your heart, your faith will produce it. Stop trying to be something. Get a vision and let the vision propel you. The vision within you that comes as a result of revelation knowledge of God's word, you meditate on God's word and he will take you deeper. He'll paint that picture on the inside of you. Then you put your faith on this and your faith will actually bring substance and produce the vision. 
That's how it works. So let me go through this one more time. You meditate on God's word. The Holy Spirit brings revelation knowledge from God's word that you are meditating on. Right? You're meditating on the word and now revelation comes. God, when revelation comes, God is painting a picture of the vision on the inside of us. And then, see what also comes when you hear God's word, what happens? Faith comes, and now faith will go to work. Faith is your servant. It will go to work to produce the vision. Your faith will build your house according to the blueprint of your vision. Here it is, guys, in our circles. We focus so much, man, I just gotta, I gotta build my faith. No, no, let's go deeper. You need to build, you need to allow God to build your vision. Because you can't build your faith without vision. Because your faith produces the vision. My faith can produce what I can see. That's how, see, do you see, this is why God's word says all things are possible to him who believes? Because if you see it, if you see it, your faith will build it. A spiritual revelation of God's word. See, the Holy Spirit brings revelation of his word. Why? To produce a vision in you. I love that. So you got to get a vision as a Christian of salvation, what that means in your life. You need to have a vision and see what it means to be filled with the Spirit of God. You need to have a vision of health, a vision of prosperity, a vision of a strong marriage and a strong family. If you're single, a vision of knowing you're going to meet the right woman or the right man. A vision of a healthy family. You need to see your kids have a vision for what they will become. That they, my seed will be mighty on this earth. That great will be the peace of my children. Right? They will be taught of the Lord. Right? If you're a single parent, that Jesus, God, is a father to the fatherless. So they have a father. Do you see that? You need to have a vision of God's plan for your career, for your ministry. A plan, a vision for what you're to do here in their local church, what we're to do in our community. Hallelujah. This is so important, guys. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to talk more about this. Amen.